Welcome to the Fear and Greed Daily Interview. I'm Sean Aylmer. While much of Australia was watching Flemington yesterday, for the dismal scientists, the economists, all the action was at Martin Place. The Reserve Bank held its monthly board meeting, leaving official interest rates on hold at 0.1%, but signalling they may rise earlier than the bank at least had previously forecast. Stephen Halmarek is the Commonwealth Bank's Chief Economist. Stephen, welcome back to Fear and Greed. Thanks, Sean. Good to be with you. What were the key messages out of the Reserve Bank board meeting yesterday? Well, I think the Reserve Bank governor you know, walked the line between being quite optimistic about the economic recovery, but still very dovish on interest rates. So expecting the economy to continue to recover, the unemployment rate to decline, but saying they still don't expect inflation to be 2.5% until the end of 2023, and therefore interest rate rises are uh, unlikely uh, in the near term. He said it's plausible we could get a rate rise in 2023. It's also plausible it could be 2024, but he doesn't agree with the market pricing that it could be as early as next year. Was it a surprise that they are so dovish? Well, that's pretty consistent with the way they've been for all through the COVID-19 uh, pandemic. And I think it really does reinforce that the governor really wants inflation you know, sustainably back in the target range. But we are of the view that the inflation pressures are building faster than the RBA thinks. We think we'll have inflation 2.5% by the middle of next year. And we've got the first rate hike in November 2022. So uh, their forecasts are different to ours, uh, but we're happy with our, our expectations. Okay. When he was talking about inflation yesterday in the statement afterwards, it talked about that price pressures weren't as great in Australia as other places. And he also talked about the employment market and participation not being as high in Australia as other markets and supply disruptions not being as great. Why is he reading? I mean, you can't tell me what Phil Lowe's thinking, but mm. it's just interesting that he's reading it that way, whereas many others aren't. Well, yes. Uh, the, the question about why Australia is different to the rest of the world was actually the question I asked him. So he said that in the US, employers were having to pay higher wages to keep their workers attached to their companies, whereas in Australia we had JobKeeper that kept workers attached to their companies. And he also said that in countries like uh, or areas like Europe, there was higher electricity and gas uh, charges that were feeding into inflation. But the issue that we have with their inflation forecasts is uh, that they have wages growth as the driving force behind sustainably higher inflation. He keeps saying you need to get wages growth around 3% before you're going to have sustainably higher inflation. Now, that might be partly true, but we think there's going to be other sources of inflation pressures. So supply side issues, we can see there's been clearly an uptick in prices, inputs to manufacturing, uh, inputs to the construction sector. Uh, so those global supply chain issues, we think will push inflation higher. And that's definitely the feedback I get from the businesses I speak to regularly. And the other source of inflation is actually the quantitative easing program and the Reserve Bank's action. So the interplay between the government uh, with large budget deficits, borrowing lots of money in markets, the Reserve Bank essentially funding that debt through its quantitative easing program. We think that money will turn up in spending. Uh, so savings has increased a lot. We think it's now going to move into spending and that will put some upward pressure on inflation as well. Okay. Do you think last week's inflation data which just showed that at least in underlying terms, there was momentum in price increases. He seemed to play that down, or the Reserve Bank seemed to play that down a bit yesterday. Well, yes, he said, you know, underlying inflation is 2.1%. That's only one reading. It's only just in the target range. 
But I think the key point there is uh, the market forecast was 1.8% and the Reserve Bank's forecast was closer to 1.5% yeah. for inflation around about now. So 2.1% is quite a bit higher than the Reserve Bank's previous forecast. We think that it's a sign of more inflation pressures coming through the end of this year and next year. So we're not so fast to dismiss that as just, you know, one number. We think we'll see some follow-ups of inflation in the target range late this year and into 2022. Okay. For people like me who have nowhere near the experience as people like you, Stephen, explain what pulling back on the bond buying program actually means and how that affects homeowners. Well, there's two things here. One was the yield curve control. So they were keeping the April 2024 government bond at 0.1%, uh, so just under three years maturity. Uh, that bond is now yielding somewhere close to 70 basis points, so 0.7%, so it's gone up a long way. And that and the so-called bond purchase program, where they're buying $4 billion of bonds a week, is designed to keep bond yields, so interest rates, low for maturities much longer than the cash rate, the cash rate being only overnight. But the yield curve control program and the bond purchase program are designed to have very low interest rates further out the yield curve, one year, two year, three year, five year beyond. So those interest rates are now beginning to rise uh, in expectation of the cash rate rising. So that will increase borrowing costs uh, right across the economy from governments to corporates to those borrowing money from financial institutions. So in a sense, the fact that it isn't trying to control the yield curve I mean, it's a sense that it's changing its mind, but it didn't really have much option, did it, because the market had done it for it? Well, I think that's right. Um, you know, the governor said he doesn't put it in terms of, you know, the market forced them to abandon the yield curve control. He puts it in terms of, well, the economy is now recovering. There's a little bit of inflation pressure. Things are looking much better than they were when COVID first arrived and the economy was in deep recession. So the time is right now to move on from that program because it had outlasted its usefulness. So that's the, the governor's perspective. But the market had already you know, spoken with its feet, uh, so to speak, yep. and had pushed the yield on that bond substantially higher in the last couple of days anyway. Stay with me, Stephen. We'll be back in a minute. I'm talking to Stephen Halmarek, Chief Economist at Commonwealth Bank. You mentioned before that he was quite optimistic about the economy, Governor Lowe. Their economic forecasts, so 5.5% next year, what do you think of that? Well, that's actually more optimistic than our view. Mm. So we've got 3.5% growth for this year and close to 4.5% for next year. They're a bit over 3% and um, then over 5%. So as I mentioned at the start, you know, he's simultaneously very optimistic on the recovery but still very dovish on interest rates, you know, keeping interest rates low for an extended period. Do you think that there's more pressure in wage markets than he's suggesting? Well, that's the feedback I get from the companies I speak to. Yep. Uh, so I speak to a lot of corporates across Australia and they are telling me that one of their main issues is the ability to attract labour and therefore wages pressures are being felt. So uh, I do think we'll begin to see that in the official data, particularly as we go through next year. And of course, what many of us want to know, what's it mean for house prices? I mean, he did say that he, he liked the idea of the serviceability buffer increasing. Now, Commonwealth Bank had already done that prior to that announcement from uh, the Australian Prudential Regulation Authority anyway. But does it just suggest that they're keeping a close watch, at least, on, on the home loan market? Well, house price data, which we got uh, earlier this week, showed 
prices up over 20% year to October. Yep. Uh, that was our forecast for all of 2021. So we've already beaten it by October. For 2022, we do expect house prices to be up a further 7%. So what we're seeing is house prices are still rising, but they're rising at a slightly lower rate. And I think now as that higher serviceability buffer is in place, interest rates for mortgages may now also begin to increase as the market's pricing in higher interest rates in the future. Uh, that will likely see the pace of house price increase continue to moderate. So still going up, but going up at a slightly slower rate. Sam, I've got to ask you, and I have known you for quite a few years, do you enjoy days like yesterday? It is really frantic, and particularly when you're making calls that have real money implications. Do you, do you enjoy it? Is there a buzz in it, or is it uh, just too busy? Well, both. I, yeah, I, I certainly do enjoy it. Uh, I've been doing it for 36 years, so uh, it's good to enjoy that. <laughs> but for this RBA board meeting, I was um, at home, working from home. So it was a very different experience to um, work in the office or a dealing room. Yeah. But uh, many, many of us have had very different experiences in the last uh, year and a half. But when markets are moving, when the Reserve Bank's making big decisions, you know, I really enjoy being part of that process. And of course, we've got a very large customer base in the Commonwealth Bank that we, we support. Yep. And it really gives me a lot of satisfaction to support our very large customer base. Stephen, thank you for talking to Fear and Greed. My pleasure. Thanks, Sean. That was Stephen Halmarek, Chief Economist at Commonwealth Bank. This is the Fear and Greed Daily Interview. Join me every morning for the full Fear and Greed podcast with all the business news you need to know. I'm Sean Aylmer. Enjoy your day.